the Make Share Grow podcast. I'm artist Julie Marriott, and I created this podcast to share behind the scenes stories of art, craft, and the creative process. Hey guys, today I'm going to talk about the path I took to finding my artistic voice and my three key takeaways from that journey. How to find your creative voice is a really hot topic amongst creatives, I've found, but it can be frustrating because what do we even mean by creative voice? What does voice mean? So I thought I'd start out by defining it. So the way I see it, voice is the essence of your work. It's what makes it truly yours, and it's what makes it recognizable as yours to viewers. So I think it would be important to say, I don't believe our voices are wandering around out there waiting for us to track them down and find them, as finding your voice is kind of misleading. What I really think is that we have what it takes to have a unique voice already inside us. It's a product of us being us. It's the unique way we each see the world. So the th- way I think of it is more like an excavation where we are going to be digging deeper into the creative work to find our voice, to uncover it. And I'll just put out there too that I didn't even think of it as my voice that I was looking for while I was painting along in the studio, like I'm going to share. I just wanted to find the work that was most fulfilling for me to make and something I could present to the world as a cohesive whole. My first point is, don't be afraid to be influenced, but know where to draw the line. As I was becoming more interested in making my art into a business, I came across artists that I aspired to be like. Their work may have really spoken to me, or I just loved the structure of their business. I saw some unique things like artists who were working, making collections of original paintings, but then also were working in pattern design and creating textiles and things like that. And I thought that was so cool that this type of business structure that I didn't really know existed was out there, and it was something that I aspired to. I don't think it's wrong for us to be influenced by our artist heroes, especially when we're starting out. We start by building up this database kind of in our minds of all the possibilities of art from history, from contemporary artists. And it's just really inspiring when you're starting out. I closely followed the work of artists that I love, and that played a huge role in giving me the inspiration and most importantly, the confidence to build my own creative business. Because if they could do it, then that means I could do it as well. That being said, as I've grown as an artist, I've had to discover how to be inspired by someone else's work, but then move on to create my own instead of getting stuck feeling like that artist's style is the way to create. So if I came across a a creative problem in a painting and I would start thinking, oh, you know, how would this artist I admire solve this problem? I needed to really just draw the line there and just say, okay, from things I've learned, how do I think the best way to solve this problem is? Instead of trying to problem solve exactly like those other artists, 
you want to make sure that you're drawing the line at copying like that and make sure that you're going out on your own and just thinking, how do I think this is a good way to solve the problem? My second takeaway in finding my artistic voice was number two, set boundaries for your art. So I talked about this in episode two when I was starting my Etsy shop and I created specific guidelines for the body of work I put in that shop. I know that setting boundaries sounds counterintuitive to creativity, but narrowing the options of what to paint and how to paint it for a specific period of time has worked for me like nothing else. I started that Etsy shop with a series of very flat, pattern-inspired floral wreaths where I didn't blend any colors together on the canvas. I dedicated myself to create a whole series of this specific subject in that specific way. And I found that these self-imposed rules really cut down on overwhelm and gave me the freedom to play and explore within those boundaries. So you're going to find over and over that I think boundaries are actually very inspiring to creativity versus stifling for creativity. So even though I didn't continue painting in that exact style after the series, I learned things I liked and didn't like about that painting process that definitely informed my future work. My third takeaway is collect a visual vocabulary. As I was creating this series, I was looking at the work of my favorite artists and asking myself, what is it that really truly resonates with me about their work? I tried to slow down and get super specific about what really drew me to certain artists' work. So for me, I found that I was consistently drawn to work that had a mix of complex neutrals and bold, clear colors. I was drawn to florals that were abstracted and influenced by pattern, and to painting styles that showed the hand of the artist in imperfect mark-making and thick strokes. One thing that I did was every time I came across a color that inspired me or that I was really drawn to, I mixed up a color swatch with my acrylic paints and painted it on a little square piece of paper and then pinned it to my corkboard in my studio. So I immediately started building up this library of color swatches so that when I came across a place in a painting where I wasn't quite sure how to you know, decide the color, I had this whole uh, library of colors that I could start referring to and I could hold the little color swatches up to the piece I was working on and see if any of those would work well with it. So that's the kind of get really specific, I mean, that about finding out the things that you like and seeing how that they can apply to the work that you're currently doing. So I began to experiment with these different elements, the color, the florals, and the mark making in my own work over time. Making this sort of close and specific study of the elements that really drew me on a gut level to certain pieces of art helped me get to the core of what I love and helped move me towards the style that I'm painting in today. So to recap the three points I talked about today, number one is don't be afraid to be influenced, but know where to draw the line. Number two is set boundaries for your art. And number three is collect a visual vocabulary. 
I found that discovering my creative voice is definitely an ongoing process, not a destination. I know I'll never really arrive at the final style I'll use for the rest of my life. I'm constantly growing and changing in small, incremental ways. Even if I'm not doing huge changes or leaps, what I'm doing you know, this month, this year is significantly different than this month last year. My work will always have room to grow as I learn, experiment, and follow what I love to create. If my story today inspired you and you'd like an outline of all the tips and strategies I shared for finding my creative voice, I have made a little download for you covering all of that. You can find it on my website at juliemarriottart.com slash podcast and look under the post for episode number four. Thanks for hanging out with me for this episode and I will see you next week. for listening to Make Share Grow. You can keep up with the podcast and my artwork on my website, juliemarriottart.com and on Instagram at juliemarriottart.com.